0: really sit down and ask yourself how do you like to give feedback and how do you like to receive it and what comes up what comes up that's the
1: feedback conversation and when you're delivering feedback to others you need permission you need to understand the level of feedback you need to communicate it effectively no wonder why we all walk around scared to tell our truth there's
0: so many things that have to stack up right for it not to be a negative experience Welcome to Next Level University. I'm your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I'm your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At NLU, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. Our goal with every episode is to help you level up your life, love, health, and wealth. We bring you a new episode every single day on topics like confidence, self-belief, self-worth, self-awareness, relationships, boundaries, consistency, habits, and defining your own unique version of success. Self-improvement, in your pocket, every day, from anywhere, completely free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode, episode number 1,629, Alignment Effects Overwhelm. Today, for episode number 1,630, The Importance of Understanding Your Feedback Language. We got a client like eight months ago, and it was on our first call where we were trying to figure out what we were going to name the podcast and what was the description going to be and all this stuff. And it was probably an hour call. It lasted probably a f- close to a full hour. And we were probably 45 minutes in and, and this, this gentleman said, what do you think of this name? Because we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it kind of for the whole call. And I said, eh, I don't really think it lends the credibility to you that it could. And he said, Kev, why didn't you just tell me that in the first place? Like, why'd you wait 45 minutes to tell me that? And I was like, oh, shit. My bad. I don't know. I was this is how my process works. I don't just blurt the first thing out. I think about how I want to express it and then I I go. And I remember feeling a lot of different ways in that in that moment. I felt stupid because it was like I don't know, I would never communicate that way to someone. Of why didn't you just tell me that in the beginning? For me it's like, well, thank you so much for taking the conscious effort to work through that. That's why I want to do this episode. Understanding the way that somebody else gives you feedback and what that makes you feel, and I don't want to say what that means about you, I don't want it to be that serious, but what do you think it means about you? I thought that this person's looking down on me, this person probably doesn't think I'm that brave, they probably think I'm cowardice, whatever it is, they might not think I'm like them, and the truth is I'm I'm not in that way, but on the other end... It's important it's just important to understand that the way you like to give feedback is probably also the way you like to receive it It just tends to be that way I know we assume that oftentimes we assume that our love languages that we enjoy receiving are the same love languages we enjoy giving It's not always the case you'd have a better handle on that than I would but just knowing that is is very very important I'm not great at giving Direct candor. Direct, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is my truth. I usually sugarcoat it. I sugarcoat it more than I don't sugarcoat it. But when somebody gives me direct feedback, it automatically makes me think about myself. And I think one of the reasons, Alan, that getting to this quote-unquote level has been so challenging is a lot of the clients that I've started working with are very, very, very successful, very serious business owners who don't have time to beat around the bush. They just tell you like it is, and that's it. And it's not from a negative place. It's not from an egotistical place. It's just, this is how I want it. This is what I want. Can you do it or not? And it's just something I'm not used to. So I thought it would be worth exploring in an episode because if you're out there, you probably experience this in some way, shape, or form.
1: Well, there's a huge distinction there. Which is, that person, it's about a title. It's not about them. So what I've found in coaching so many business owners is most people are very unconsciously defensive when it comes to them. They're not as defensive when it comes to a title of a podcast. Mm -hmm. But some people are. Because some people, the podcast is an extension of them. So, for example, if someone were to crap on the Hyperconscious podcast back in the day, that was your baby. That would offend you. Definitely. And so we all have to kind of figure out. I had one client who is a a very successful business owner in the financial industry. And he came to me and said, Alan, I'm going to need you to dial it up. I'm not like your other clients. I need you to bump this up. Meaning, I want to know what you really think and do not sugarcoat it. Yeah. And I did. I dialed it up. And... You know, it's interesting because there have been times where I had to dance with him too a little bit. It's... And, and this is the psychology underneath it. We all have protectors. It's... it's Think of your ego as a protector. It's, it's almost like who you believe you are is a shield that you have up, particularly when you're around other people. Hmm. So if you think you're in shape and someone comes around you who challenges that by them being in better shape, it will... Aff- it will trigger you. If you think you're out of shape and someone comes around you and they're in great shape, it might not trigger you as much because it might trigger you because you're insecure about being out of shape. So that's a whole thing. But in, in internal family systems, you can study this. I've talked a lot about it on the podcast, but for the new listeners, I have a therapist named Carol who does IFS and IFS is understanding your protectors. Your protectors, a good way to think about it is a shield around you. Everyone has protectors up, particularly in public. And that's why when you feel psychologically safe with someone like you and I, we've worked together for almost seven years now. So your protectors aren't often up with me. Sometimes they are because yeah. I'm also the CEO and, you know, I got to make sure you're on the rails and you got to make sure I show up on time every now and then. So we're, our protectors are up a little, but not much with your intimate partner. The protectors come up when you're insecure and, but hopefully your intimate partner is the person that you're the safest with. Hopefully. But here's the problem. If Emilia or Taryn, Kevin's wife, my, my girlfriend, future wife, if they have to give us tough feedback, how do they do that without, without losing the psychological safety? And you're doing this all the time. You, you want to help your partner grow and you want her light to shine as bright as possible. And if there's mud covering it, you want to reveal that to her. That's what being in a great relationship is about. But how do you do that without throwing stingers or daggers or, or igniting her protectors to where she doesn't feel safe to be herself around you? And I think that's one of the reasons why I struggled so much in intimate relationships is because I, I was more growth-oriented than I realized. I, I was very direct in my feedback with people, particularly because as a math thinker, you just kind of tell things. You just say things that you think are true. I've gotten a lot more emotionally intelligent with feedback, I've started to do what I call care and candor. And that's kind of what I want to focus on this episode, which is you got to start with care and then bring the candor. Some people get annoyed with that. Cause to your point, they think you're beating around the bush. It's like, just tell me, Yeah. but that person that you're referring to, if I were coaching them and it wasn't about their podcast, it was about them. I can almost promise you they'd have a huge protector come up mm. and you don't trigger people as much. I don't think, I think yeah,
0: you create a safe space for people. So if anything, they're like Kev, come on. Get, well, you know, don't take it easy on me. It's so hard because like you said, if it's in an intimate relationship, you either know the level of permission you have or you ask for the level of permission you need. Yeah. This was the first conversation I had ever... This is this is my default setting. Yep. It's just a mix of default settings. Your default setting is different than my default setting and that's creating resistance somewhere in the middle where I have certain clients where I know exactly how far I can go and I know exactly how far I can challenge them. And in that role, I'm totally good with it. But I would never do that on the first call because I don't know. I don't know what level of permission I have to be direct. So that's why it's hard in the beginning. It is. Especially. It's every single time you go into a social interaction,
1: and this is true for an audience as well. I want to share that with everybody who might aspire to be a speaker. That's why audiences are so hard. Even right now, we are trying to guide and help all the listeners who is who is the listener yeah. there's so many listeners we don't really i mean we do we know our listeners better than most podcasters I've met, but we're not talking to one human right now, so what is the permission we have in advance to say, "Hey, by the way, you're not working hard enough or you need to work harder or whatever it is and so it's very challenging, and every time you meet someone, every time you're in a room, you have to intuitively feel the room, and I think emotional intelligence is understanding whose protectors are up and whose aren't, where you have permission, where you don't, but at the beginning, it's very difficult because you don't really know, and what I've found fascinating is you've got this multi-millionaire, super successful XYZ who, when you talk business, you can just hammer them. Hey man, you're messing this up. Hey, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, blah blah blah. But then when it comes to him, you can't even touch it with a 10 foot pole. You can't go near it. It's like immediately, oh no, 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 don't challenge me. Not me. This is business. And you can feel it, and, and then you have to go in soft. So it's a constant, intuitive. If you've ever been annoyed with someone, including me, it's because they're basically calling you out more than they have permission to. Mm. And someone who has really, really, really high standards is just naturally calling people out just by being there. So there's these guys in the gym, this group of young guys, and they can't stand being around me. They don't know that. I'm just way harder working. I'm more dedicated. I'm older. They're young, prepubescent. They don't have any muscle mass. And they just don't. They're uncomfortable around me. One of the guys loves me. So, one of the kids in the group loves me. He's like, dude, you're the man. P- take the pump cover off, bro. Like, he he loves when I take my, sh- you know, my sweatshirt off and all that stuff. Because in that gym, there's not a lot of inspiring bodybuilders from my perspective. And so, he's pumped. But the other guys are just deeply insecure and they don't want me to flourish, really. Because they're just... They don't just, want you to shine. They don't want me to shine. And so, all of this is just protectors. We have an ego that doesn't want us to be seen as less than. And it's very difficult to gauge that while trying to guide someone because you technically can't help someone grow without giving them feedback. If Kevin and I, mm. I'm always walking that line, this will be the last piece of this, I'm always trying to figure out what is the appropriate level of feedback that I can provide in this episode to where the listeners actually get to the next level but don't hate me. No. And I've I, gotten that wrong pretty much my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's understandable
0: why... Why it's a thing, why it maybe it's something you struggle with, or maybe something you think about more than other people because you have a different experience with it. Hello, 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 NLU
1: listener. Thank you, as always, for listening to Next Level University. Real quick, I just want to jump in and let you know about the Next Level Dreamliner. This is a journal that I use every single day. Achieve your dreams 90 days at a time. It breaks down your dreams into goals, milestones, and daily habits. We hope you enjoy
0: it. The link will be in the show notes. I just want my my next level nugget for this would be it doesn't mean you're doing it doesn't mean you are anything wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean that because so this is I guess this is a good way to explain it with certain clients. I'll get feedback where in my mind they're not happy. But really what the truth is they want to do better together. It's not like Kev you're not doing a good job. It's together. I want us to do a better job. But I tend to personalize it. I had a call with someone recently where I said, I literally lose sleep. I lose sleep over whether or not you're making progress. And they said, you shouldn't be. Don't worry. Don't do that. That's not good. And I can tell that the way they give feedback is not as serious as I interpret it as. Yeah. It's not the end of the world when I get that message. In my mind, everything has to change. And I think that's just a... that it, Maybe it goes to... We did the episode and we talk about it often the Richter scale of what you're used to if you're used to just direct you need to do better you're the worst you will never accomplish your goals unless you get your shit together if you're used to that and I come in and say I feel like you're doing a pretty good job a couple places you could probably improve not the end of the world you're probably going to say Kev you can't help me like that yeah maybe I can't or Maybe you're so used to getting crapped on that I actually can help you in ways that you don't just don't know yet. Yep. And on the other end too, working with someone who, working with someone who's comfortable taking that level of feedback, like you, you're a good example of that. That helps me practice. I like, have no hey, idea man. when you say that. I don't know because I would consider myself overly sensitive when I get feedback. But I think it's from people that you don't uh, people that you don't value their feedback from. Because if it's inaccurate feedback, I think it makes you question things that you don't... I won't say you don't have to. You, maybe you shouldn't necessarily question. Well, so care and candor. Candor is just direct,
1: brutal truth. Like the time you called me fat. I'm being playful with that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially, I thought I was in better shape than I was. Kevin said, dude, it's, you're not. That actually helped me. And later on, I was grateful. And you knew that I would <laughs> be eventually. Yeah, 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 even though I was, there was a little part of me that was like, screw you, man. And you obviously said,
0: I'm fat too. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. And I think is. I led with that. Yeah, I think you like, did. Like, Alan, too. I know you know I'm out of shape. <laughs> I know I'm out of shape too. I know you think you're in shape. You're not as in shape as you think. That's yeah. all. That's all it is. We're both out of shape. I'm just more <laughs> accurate in my understanding of how out of shape I am. And again, it's a sliding scale too, because it yes. depends. It depends what you're comparing to, right? So, but
1: that was very candid. It wasn't a lot of care. Although you did have care first. I'm out of shape too. I, I, you know, so all of us are overly warm or overly strong. What I think bothers me is when someone is overly candid, when they have no credibility. Yeah. 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 Like that dude who reached out and said, Hey, you should really X, Y, Z. It's like, what are you
0: talking
1: on? What planet? Can you give Kevin and I advice when we've been in this industry studying it every day for years and you've never done this once before in your entire life? Mm. So for me, I get pissed off with unsolicited feedback because I think I've gotten a lot. I know that I've gotten a lot and it feels a little bit like bullying. But that's why I love coaching so much because coaching, you're, you're in a position where you're allowed to give feedback. And so you get to actually help people. And here's the philosophical understanding underneath this that really, I'm glad we're talking about this. Can you help someone grow without giving them any feedback? We all know the answer to that. It's no. So so how do we... You can't give 15-year-old feedback to a 7-year-old. Right. When they're practicing their ABCs and you say, hey, you know, try this calculus problem, and then shit on them when they can't do it, that's just awful and toxic. But you can't let a 7-year-old do only three-year-old tasks, then they'll never grow. And so this is one of my life's greatest challenges, which is how do you figure out the right amount of care and the right amount of candor and the right level of feedback? And one of the reasons why I think I adore when people have big goals is it gives me permission to to tell them the truth. Yeah. If you want to climb Mount Everest and you don't bring enough oxygen tanks, you are screwed. You're going to die, 100%. And it gives me permission to say that. And that's why I say if. So when someone tells me their goals, I, I have one client who wants a net worth of seventy-five million dollars. If I didn't have that piece of information to use, the, half the things I tell him I couldn't tell him. No. He told me recently, he's like, "Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I thought about it. I might just go be a producer and just do quarter million a year. Like I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. I was this close to quitting. I said, if that's the case, you can do it. But my point is, is I have to say if, if you want a net worth of seventy-five million dollars, you have to change this you have no choice whereas if I didn't have that goal I couldn't use that as leverage to help get underneath his growth and for anyone out there listening the level of goal that you have you're gonna have to seek that level of feedback I had a posing coach and a fitness coach before my competition that I won and I lost several but the one that I won, I got the most feedback. It was awful. Oh yeah. It was it was check-ins every week. I you know, it was being called not lean enough when you are super lean already. It's posing with every little piece of your posing being critiqued and thinking you suck. It was basically thinking you suck for 3 months and then you crush everybody. Mm. Versus the opposite was thinking I was awesome for 3 months and then losing horribly. And so I think that that's, that's the feedback conversation, and when you're delivering feedback to others, you need permission, you need to understand the level of feedback, you need to communicate it effectively. No wonder why we all walk around scared to tell our truth. There's so many things that have
0: to stack up right for it not to be a negative experience. Oh, and, Or you assume that you should give feedback the way you like receiving it, and that's not always true. That's just not, it's just not always true. So that's a whole nother I mean, that's, that's this episode in a nutshell, but... That would be my next level nugget. yeah, really sit down and ask yourself, how do you like to give feedback and how do you like to receive it? And what comes up? What comes up? I tend more in the past than now because now I understand it. I would tend to villainize people who would just be super direct because it was almost like I don't you don't have the permission to be that direct. yeah because I wouldn't be that direct I could be that direct with you. But I, I wouldn't be. I don't think it's right yet. And that's At least that's my pattern and my, my understanding. That would be a low level of emotional intelligence, most likely. They just don't understand where
1: the relationship is.
0: Yeah. Or is it me just being right triggered? I, I don't know. It's probably a mix of the two. It's probably not one or the other. It's probably a mix, but well, I don't know what parts. When people say in a relationship, I know we got to jump, but when people
1: say in a relationship, I've been walking on eggshells, that's what they mean. Yeah, They mean that I'm not allowed to or I don't feel the permission in advance to share my feedback. And if you walk on eggshells for too long, having coached relationships for three years now, the relationship is in so much trouble because nothing's going to transform. When one partner is walking on eggshells and not giving any feedback, the relationship can't evolve. It just gets stuck. And you can only stay stuck for so long before one partner is unfulfilled. And same with business partnership. It's the same deal. Like if you feel like you can't bring me the truth and I feel the same way with you, we could never work together. No, a hundred percent. Short term it's a short term win
0: for a long term destruction. Detriment. It's challenging. Definitely. Being a human is challenging. <clears throat> the most thing? The most thing. The, the most, most challenging. Thing. The most thing. Apparently speaking is a challenge <laughs> too. It. Whenever it's we not do easy. early episodes, man, my throat By early, Ellen means ten thirty two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is earlier than we usually do. We usually don't start till eleven. Yeah. So yeah. Usually my first call is at eleven. So normally what a I'm shame. a little more hydrated. Yeah, yeah. No, and I understand. I didn't even I didn't have time to go to the gym today. I got up at five fifteen. I didn't have time because I was, I was like, There's no way I'm gonna get all this done before ten, but It is what it is. What are you going to do? Okay, if you have not yet got your tickets for Next Level Live, please do so virtual and or in person. The link will be in the show notes. If you have not joined our private Facebook group, Next Level Nation, please do so. A great opportunity to be surrounded by a like-minded community. Tomorrow for episode number 1,631, a very unique title for this episode. Emily is going to win, and here's why. I had a call with one of my clients last week, Hmm. earlier this week, and I was telling Alan, I was like, it's just, it's my favorite. One of my favorite clients to work with. She comes with 20 questions and we just hammer. And he said, is she going to win? I said, definitely. Yeah, she's going to win in anything she does. And he said, why? He said, we should do an episode on that. So we're going to do an episode on it because there's some lessons in there that I think will be valuable for all of us. Yes, sir. Questions allow feedback. 100%. When you ask a genuine question,
1: now it has to be genuine because some people ask and don't really want the real answer. Right. Unfortunately. But that's, that's why it's, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good that's what we're good
0: to That's what we're going to do tomorrow. <clears throat> As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we don't have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow.
1: Keep taking and giving
0: the right amount of feedback. Next explanation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family.
1: We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes.
0: Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.